0: Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news reviews and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. It is just Rhiannon and I, Caleb, today. Um, Adam's life continues to be very busy. But we are here. We are recording. um, We are kind of double recording. So as you listen to this on the stream, this is either the Loki talk or the Marvel's talk. I'll reuse the same intro probably, but uh Rhiannon how um how are you doing you getting ready for Thanksgiving you getting travel plans I'm hosting Thanksgiving Ooh! at
1: my new place my friends are coming down from Brooklyn to have Thanksgiving here so I am um, I've made this my goal for having my house all set up by then and it is not so it's going to be a busy week
0: <laughs> so the the goal to get the house ready in time has turned into a uh unfortunate mad scramble at the end
1: yeah, I mean well I mean the friends that are coming are also the friends that were all like we'll help you set up your house so like uh, maybe they will. <laughs>
0: that's funny.
1: I have a piece or two of IKEA furniture maybe waiting for them.
0: Oh, just uh, that's what well, nothing says holiday fun, like putting together a piece of IKEA furniture.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean I do what I can to make my guests happy um so yeah and i um i'm a government
0: employee so you might get a vacation friday i was about to
1: say and the government is only funded through friday so i've i like actually sent like jokingly sent my friends the menu and i'm like this is this is what we have if the government is funded next week and this is what i'll do if i get paid vacation instead um because yeah i will get paid just don't don't know when so uh anyways there's
0: obviously the shutdown is bad for many many people many but you also are sort of excited about just having a day off right
1: (laughs) (laughs) a week can we we, uh, shutdowns are horrible shut government shutdowns are horrible we should avoid them at all costs not all costs (laughs) we should avoid them when we can um but if the government happens to be dysfunctional this week i won't be too upset. Yeah. So,
0: well the good news is given recent um in- in- indications you've got a good shot at the government continuing to be incompetent here for the next little bit, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um i mean, you know, just to hold me over until that vacation that i'm supposed to take in 2 weeks to Iceland. Oh. Have you seen the Iceland news? No. Oh, okay. Iceland is currently, like, any second now, volcanic eruption right in the middle of my plans.
0: Oh, um, I didn't know you were going. So, that sucks. <laughs> like,
1: like, right in the middle of my plans. Like, the ground dropped a meter. Um,
0: so. I, we had one a little bit like that. We had a trip to New Zealand in 2011 oh christchurch and uh yeah we had uh literally the hotel i had a booked hotel that no longer was a standing building when <gasps> we got there so i mean we knew a- enough ahead that we were able to change our plans but like they had to refund it because they're like sorry we don't have a hotel anymore it was crazy the earthquake yeah. took out the place we we're gonna stay
1: yeah yeah well it's not going to take out the place we're we've got like our hotel reservations are outside of the blast zone. The only thing it'll really ruin is the spa day that we had planned. We were gonna go to the Blue Lagoon, which is like the famous I mean, it's heated by lava, so they're having a volcanic eruption. Like it's I mean be it a little hotter sense, but... than you had
0: anticipated, is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like my hot tubs hot, but
0: not quite like that.
1: They're Currently closed, but um, I mean, all the reports are saying that the airports will still be open and Reykjavik will be fine. So I think I'm still going. So we'll see. I'm just sitting here waiting. My two big things that I'm waiting for: will the government stay open, and will Iceland stay open? Yeah, yeah. So just a normal That's...
0: November. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about you?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, um, my sister's here, and our folks, my folks, come to see us. So. It'll just be the usual. Uh, most of all, I'm excited about a Detroit Lions Thanksgiving game that has oh. significant importance. So
1: exciting. exciting! It is having
0: a good football team for like the first time since second grade is pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. As a Saints fan, I remember that one season. Yeah, that's fun. So enjoy.
0: All right, so we're going to talk about news and Loki on this episode. So. The new stuff is, I mean, none of it's good <laughs> yeah. uh, with the, I mean, the right, the screen actors uh, are back to work, which is good. And hopefully they will, uh, I think they will ra- uh, ratify. I hear there's some people a little fussy about some things, but overall it seems to be a good deal. Um, but that means Marvel and Disney have announced a few things about release dates and next year, the only MCU movie will be Deadpool 3. We had talked about, maybe hoped, that Captain America New World Order could get fit in. Apparently, and I, I don't know how else to say it, that movie is apparently a mess, and they have to completely redo a bunch of it, and so it's been pushed to February 2024. Um, Yeah, any thoughts about all of that, Rhiannon? i the specific mess of
1: um captain america new world order was interesting but yeah i'm excited for the young middle-aged avengers whenever it gets here were there announcements on the tv shows like so we're just getting deadpool but are we getting any tv well we're getting echo yep
0: yeah, the the rumors have been and this is all based on like really flimsy like copyright mm-hmm. applications or whatever That next year we'll get Echo, and then, you know, in September or something, we'll get Agatha to build into Halloween. And that Ironheart will move to 2025 early. Echo in January, Deadpool 3 in July, and then Agatha, The Darkhold Diaries in September, October. And that's it for the MCU.
1: Wow. I mean,
0: Bob Iger wasn't lying when he said that they wanted to start to cut back um material i guess yeah yeah well and
1: i hope um, you know i hope they're taking the time to make stuff good i mean we have some good stuff to talk about tonight but you know i hope i hope with that time that whatever they're doing i would like less and for it to be high quality so hopefully that's what's happening
0: i would feel better um It does seem that Marvel for a long time had a go by the seat of your pants, make it as you go, fix it with reshoots, plus it, you know, with test audiences for whatever reason, you know, I mean, I think that's how they ran things for much of phases two and three and it worked fantastic. For some reason, it doesn't seem to be working now. And so I would, I don't like the idea that, um, Captain America, New World Order, is like... Because they're not going to reshoot the whole movie, so now it's like, oh, they've got like a mess of a scramble of a movie that they're going to try to reshoot their way into a good movie. That's not encouraging in any way, shape, or form. But it is certainly a... I I guess my interesting thing is, do you think that this is a... um, Do you think this is a risk... Of letting people like walk away from it and then with little content, there's more pressure for it to be good? Or is it like just by doing less, they just let people sort of deal with the fatigue and maybe people will be more hungry for it come a year and a half from now?
1: I think as much of a content problem and as much as like their content has needed help, I think they also have... um. PR and advertising problems. Um, you know, like I've said the number one thing, like even when like Captain Marvel came out however many years ago, they didn't know how to advertise that movie. They didn't know how to dress her. They didn't like they or the character, you know, in the movie and all that, like they didn't know how to advertise it. They're doing so many changes and I feel like not only do they need to figure out what their content is going to be, they need to figure out what their brand is. Are they rebranding as something diverse and young and different and quirky? Or are they going to stick with their brand of being good old white bread Marvel um. Yeah, and try to sort of take a step back from that and all that. I feel like how people will feel in a year when new content starts coming out will very much depend on those decisions that they make as much as what the content is and what people are feeling. Marvel used to be able to hype people up. The reason all of the secrecy and everything worked was when they did reveal something, it broke the internet. Even that cycle has broken, you know, like they're waiting too long. And so scoopers are getting everything. I mean, even just in general, like scoopers are getting more information than they did back in the day, you know, like all of that cycle isn't working, the secrecy and everything. So I think they can figure out how to generate the hype. And I think that will be more important than, you know, the content that they're creating really.
0: Well and it's fascinating to see I have all kinds of questions now about the marvels and how it was marketed. I think certainly near the the end it was like hey she was an avenger in our last avenger movie like they definitely tried to like hitch it to end game or something. And I think and we'll talk about it when we talk about the marvels I'm suspicious that the Marvels needed to be advertised to a younger and more female audience, and I think they still marketed it like it was going to go be seen by a bunch of forty-year-old guys. And apparently, sadly, I am a very small p- portion of forty-year-old men that actually were really into this movie. And so, you know, I don't know. I I, I hate, I hate to like make all of this stuff be connected to whether it connects with you know men as an audience but it does seem that when it doesn't they do not have a plan b of how to market it and get out a different kind of audience because barbie showed that you can i mean if you market it right you can make a movie that really appeals to women and has a predominantly female audience and still does really well
1: but you know what wasn't in the pre-credits for barbie what wasn't advertised when you went to see barbie The Marvels, like what two audiences should overlap the most? And there were no Marvel's trailers in front of Barbie.
0: I thought it was really astute. Uh, You know, um, on your social media, you had mentioned like you talked about the Marvels and Barbie and that for you, you kind of like the Marvels better. I was like, you know, in a year that like a movie about female empowerment like Barbie did so well. How did Marvel put zero dollars into advertising this like do you want to see a bunch of strong women on screen talk about the power of you know femininity go see the marbles like i think they're almost afraid of that because they're afraid of losing other audiences mm-hmm. but at this point it's pretty clear they should have dug into it more because every woman that i have heard that has talked about this movie adored it including wives of marvel guys that i know who are like man this is my wife's favorite marvel movie you know I mean, I'm trying not to talk about it too much until we get to that topic. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Yeah. Um, th- but yeah, I mean, that's what like Marvel needs to figure out, how to market to these new audiences. They need to, if they want to go in these new directions or just decide that they're going to be what they always succeeded at
0: and ride that until it dries up. Yeah. Um, along those lines, I heard some people talk about there's suspicion that maybe they thought it wasn't going to be that great and they cut their marketing spend early mm-hmm. to just cut their losses. I mean, you were in San Diego. I heard there was very little Marvel's sort of publicity and stuff at San Diego. Does that sound true to you?
1: I mean, I don't remember any Marvel's publicity in San Diego. Um, yeah, I don't remember much, but I didn't hang out at the Marvel booth. I didn't like go and, you know, see, I, I may not have even gone the Marvel booth has gotten scary to me, so I don't go there. I don't understand it. I used to live at the Marvel booth. Um, I don't understand it anymore. They changed stuff around and it became just like a horde of people diving for freebies. Um and so I don't remember Big Marvel's focus, but I think it's also important, like if we're gonna compare. The Marvels to like Barbie, even Barbie got in press with the actors in that movie before the strike. Yeah, this movie got zero press with the actors that are in the movie before release. Well, except for and, maybe Amon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the day of, but they they really didn't. Well, and it you know it's interesting that Warner's did not you know push Dune. Because they knew it was going to be a problem. And to me, that shows maybe a humility at Warner's that's not at Disney. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, With t- without Timothy Chalamet sitting on couches and being on TikTok talking about Dune, that's going to hurt our bottom line. And apparently Marvel didn't feel that way. I'm now in a place, of course, you know, hindsight being 2020, I kind of wish they had pushed the Marvels now to mm-hmm. February or May. And then given it the full publicity, again, we don't know how, if they didn't feel good about it. Maybe they wouldn't want to do that. But now that I know that next year is only Deadpool 3, you know, whether we got it now or got it in February or got it in May, I don't know what the difference is. But
1: Yeah. And, I mean, the girls didn't get their Comic-Con. Like, they didn't, you know, like all of that stuff that goes with it. Marvel not being in Hall H, not being able to do all of that for their hype. There was a lot missing. So, you know, I mean, I think there's I'm starting to see a lot. I'm glad that a lot of the press of people that have actually watched the movie has been positive.
0: Um, So, yeah, the press about the box office has been negative, though. (laughs) Let's talk about that quickly before we we again, not the content of the Marvels, but this is going to be the lowest MCU opening ever. And the way the math goes. Um, I don't foresee it getting much better. It had a pretty low cinema score as well. That's the part that's heartbreaking to me. That I guess the people who did see it didn't love it, which, as we'll talk about later, is befuddling to us. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you just have thoughts about just the effect of a low commercial return like this?
1: Yeah, I. Some of my favorite movies had a low commercial return at the theaters. Like the Princess Bride bombed at theaters. Yeah. You know, there's some cult classics out there that.
0: It's a Wonderful Life was a bomb. Really? Yeah. Huh. The the story there. uh, Time for movie trivia. Uh, It was such a bomb. It fell. uh, The copyright sort of fell into a nebulous place because nobody cared about maintaining it. And so it was free to air at Christmas, at like, oh. like local TV stations could show it and not have to pay anybody for it. Yeah. And so they did just to have cheap content on Christmas Eve. And over the years, people got used to it being on and they're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And it became an instant classic over time or, you know, a classic over time, not instant um, yeah. because it was just there because nobody yeah. cared about pay- getting any royalties for it. So,
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't think the box office means anything about the quality of the movie. Um There's plenty of good movies that did poorly at the box office. It, it's, you know, the cinema scores, I, all of these. There's so many people that wanted this to fail. So, you know, they, they don't want certain movies to be mixing up their box sets. Or to be, you know, taking any time away from having another same old, same old of what they're used to seeing. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty tired of being disappointed with humanity overall. And think that, yeah, I think it's a good movie. And I hope, I am just hoping that all of the positive all of the positive press is getting out there because it is really it is a good movie.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that we probably can say fairly is that Captain Marvel as a brand was probably very much helped by coming out three or four months before Endgame. You know, I I think people yeah. were a little shocked when that movie was a billion dollar movie. Mm-hmm and i i do think that it's fair now to suggest that coming between infinity war and endgame helped it cuz if the brand was strong it is hard to see how you go from a billion dollar movie to what may only be a 3 or 400 million dollar movie in the sequel you know like sure there was the actor strike and all that but um it just shows you that that, that disney I mean, again, this is not to be mean to Captain Marvel or Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. The hype was so real between Infinity War and Endgame that, like, they could have put out almost anything, and it would have made $700 million, you know?
1: Yeah. But the first Captain Marvel movie was not good.
0: Yeah. I, thought, I mean... Again, we'll get to it. This is much better than the first one. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I I have struggled. I'm trying to be fair because I want to just go to scorched earth culture war where I'm just like it's a bunch of freaking misogynists that hate people or Islamophobia or like whatever that makes people not like the marbles. But I I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that perpetuates those false fights. It does seem that there are certain audiences that probably did not give it a shot for certain reasons that annoy me, but the balance there is always hard to discern. All right. Um, let's talk about, this is going to be abrupt, but for timing sake, I think we should talk about Loki next. Um yes. And I guess within that context, it's been a weird loca- weekend because I feel like people have been really positive about Loki, right? Like, maybe not a home run, but a solid double or triple, you know? So, like, Marvel had, like, a strikeout and a double, I feel like, on the weekend. But maybe that's the wrong way to put it. Yeah, I mean,
1: I've seen, like I said,
0: of both properties, of people that
1: actually watched it, I have seen nothing but positive reviews. Yeah. Um, I'm sure some of that is confirmation bias. I follow people that have similar opinions to me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And I have muted and blocked a lot of other people yeah. on various social media. <laughs> yep. Um, you need but, the echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, I like my echo chamber. This is my hobby. This is my happy thing. I don't want people that bring me down <laughs> um i'll be open about that i'm not trying to bring like a fair and balanced you know like i don't so i mean like of the of the reviews that i've seen or um the general opinions that i've seen they seem to be positive on both properties
0: yeah now for you i mean we're, we're hoping for the rarity here did we have a stick to like la- a stuck landing for loki or no for rihanna
1: yeah, I'd say they maybe like wobbled a little on the landing, but still like standing at the end with the arms in the air. Okay. Like, it didn't fall down. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't fall down. Like, maybe had to catch their balance a little bit, but I think it was fine. Right.
0: Like, I,
1: gosh, sorry. I'm really not trying to bring it all back to the Marvels, but like, I didn't watch it at that, that night because I was watching the Marvels. So I ended up watching it like early the next morning, you know, where instead of just like sitting on my couch watching it, I watched it like on my phone the next morning and like probably should have waited until I could sit on my couch and really be into it, which I think might've been a little bit of the bobble on the landing for me, but that's not their fault.
0: Um, yeah. We ended up watching it when we got home. Like, yeah. it, and it was a very, I mean, it was just significantly different tonally to come out of the Marvels and then come home and watch Loki as soon as we got, you know, back to the house.
1: Yeah. I, um, I needed, I needed to just live in my happy place. Yeah. From, I don't, I, I didn't want to like tarnish my feelings on the Marvels by yeah. seeing Loki. Yeah. So. Um, but
0: generally, I mean, so the Loki finale, it felt like a finale to both seasons. I mean, it seemed very much a way to finish a 12 episode story. I I can't see them doing a third season of Loki now, but maybe, maybe that's wild. Um, Tom Hiddleston said uh, in an interview with Jimmy Fallon, he acted like this was the closure of Loki's story for him as an actor. Which I can't believe. I have to think that at Secret Wars, there's going to be Tom Hiddleston at some point. But um
1: yeah, I mean, I have to think if he's there holding all of the all of the timelines and keeping them alive, that like we have to see him.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you? But did you feel satisfied as far as it concluding everything and bringing things back around? I guess so. I mean, I.
1: It was a fine ending. It. I haven't even tried to think deeply on, like, did they close up all the plot lines? Did they, you know, is it satisfying? I guess. I still don't really know what Sylvie's purpose was this season, but... I at least know what Loki's purpose was this season his glorious purpose so that's pretty cool Um,
0: they definitely brought I feel like his character around to a certain place I did see a tweet or something that was like Iron Man and Loki the two great character arcs in the MCU and I'm like I guess if the only character arc that exists is really selfish guy becomes a selfless guy I mean yeah that's great that's a good story arc I just feel like there's more than one story in the world to tell than that one but
1: yeah 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 I mean some people are only looking for one thing out of the MCU <laughs> yeah.
0: now, now in the end when he created you know the the world tree of Norse mythology like did that oh, come all on, pronounce it Caleb pronounce oh, it Caleb I have no idea I can't say <laughs> I have to look it up what is it
1: Oh, I don't know, like yogasul Yog, I imagine if I
0: was rolling your tongue. Oh, it starts with a Y, two G's, and a D. Yeah, Dressil. something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, was that like resonant with you? Because for me, I was like, "Oh, that's the it's like the the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. That's the thing. I know that thing from the oh. comics. Was that significant to you, or is it just like, oh, no. yeah." To me, it was just like, Loki's
1: living in the IT room, holding all the wires. Yeah. I guess that's a plan, but it seems like a bad plan. I mean, wouldn't you be concerned if you knew that the fate of your whole universe was based on Loki sitting in a room, holding a wire, keeping it alive? I I just, that's a bad plan.
0: I, I said in something that I wrote uh, about it that for me, the show went from, like, science to, like, philosophy to just, like, straight up, like, metaphysics and almost pseudo-theology by the end, which in a way makes me very happy and in a way makes me very not happy. But, there, I mean, there was something where it got just very mythic at the end, and I I find that more than anything just an interesting turn. I'm not sure if it was great or if it was bad, but it certainly is weird to go from Doctor Who to, you know, like mythology making by the end. Uh, but it was definitely a choice, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a choice. It was definitely an ending. It was definitely an arc. Um, you know, I... I i was really happy just when the episode came on and the title was glorious purpose i was like cool they're gonna give him yeah there was something about that that was reassuring i was like they're gonna give him some glorious purpose whatever this does um i don't we still don't know anything about kang and maybe that was very intentional but we didn't see all the kings um but i like where yeah i mean Loki's arc was fine
0: did you realize that that episode title was also the episode title of episode one of season one no that was its own ouroboros oh that they had the same title for the first and last episode of the show oh okay i'll take it Yeah, I mean, I think um, I still think a lot of people misunderstood some of the plot stuff. Like I, if I go too deep into what Kang was doing and Kang's purposes, I feel like I would quickly get into another stupid set of arguments like we did during season one about yeah. time travel. Because t- in my mind, Kang's thought was like he was thinking that he would kill um, Sylvie and run the timeline with him. Or that Sylvie would kill him, and then the loom would break as a failsafe to keep the sacred timeline alive, and Loki chooses a third option of letting him die, but also you know personally sustaining all the timelines. um I've Which, heard people talk about it online that do not see it that way, I don't think at all, but yeah,
1: I mean, so we should still be going into the time wars,
0: yep. We
1: should still, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're just opening up a lot of threads that maybe we'll see conclude, maybe not. Maybe by the time we retire from the day jobs, not just the podcast. (laughs) We'll know. We'll know.
0: Yeah, I do think that, um, we talked a little bit earlier about Deadpool 3. I think their big bet, is that people are going to love Deadpool 3 because it's Deadpool and I'll have Fox characters in it. And I think they're also maybe going to kick the multiverse endgame into like gear at that point. We said that last week about the end of Loki and the Marvels, and neither really did it. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Maybe.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe it'll just create a whole other multiverse mythology and uh, yeah i don't know but i know deadpool will be entertaining there i mean like okay fine like i you can't write a master's thesis on the operations of the multiverse based on these properties but at least make them fun to watch yeah and i think it was i think loki got there it was interesting didn't know what was coming next didn't know what he was going to do next didn't linger too long on, you know, how to make things happen. It was entertaining.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of fun early on with the uh, sign of the sort of the Groundhog's Day thing where you just kept living the moment over and over and over again for centuries. Yeah. I, mean, I, I had fun when they did something like that with Doctor Strange. I had a lot of fun when they had an episode like that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where... Daisy kept living the same you know disaster over and over again so it's it's a fun little plot element and it's certainly not unique but I thought it was a good time so yeah good I'll take me. it
1: yeah I'll take a good time over I mean if you're going to have plot holes give me a good time while we're in them and I will be less likely to notice them
0: it does seem intentional that they have uh, left the TVA around I think they've done a good thing that if I never see the TVA again I'll feel like it was a completed story but also if I see Mobius and Ouroboros show up in Avengers Secret War I'll be really happy to like either way is probably good with me
1: yeah yeah I I'd love to see them But I would feel like their story wrapped up enough that if I don't see them again, I won't I won't be sitting here in a few years and be like, but we never saw Ouroboros again. Yeah, You know, like I know there's a bunch of people. I think the one character that people are expecting to see again more than any of the others
0: is like Renslayer. Oh, yeah. Well, and I guess we can play this game. You have any guesses what the uh, purple energy was there that she saw at the end of time?
1: Oh, see, I didn't even notice that there was purple energy, but everybody in the internet internet says it's Elioth.
0: Yeah. It's interesting I, if it might be a Kang variant. Some people were playing with um there's like a a pyramid behind her. Oh. And there is a version of Kang that's like uh Rema Tut the the pharaoh. He was mm-hmm. at the end of Quantumania, so that maybe it's another version picking her up to uh you know take her on another part of the journey well i think that about does it with loki rihanna do you have anything else to say as we wrap our loki talk
1: it was a good season i would put it i would say overall good season i enjoyed it it wasn't insulting
0: i it's interesting because i this is maybe a weird way to talk about it but In my head, I was curious if I would think about Loki season one and two as sort of two separate entities or as, like, one show. Yeah. And I really do feel more like the latter. It is, to me, it is a pretty coherent 12-episode structure. And I'm not sure if it was intended that way, but I think they did a good job. Like, even on rewatches. Now when I do it with the kiddos, I kind of am struck by like, do I want to just do all twelve at once? You know, when I rewatch, or Ooh. do I want to break it up and put stuff in between? Um it's yeah, I'm not sure which I think is the better idea because it does, I think, fit together pretty well all together. So
1: Yeah, I think doing it all together would keep I think I would do it all together. Cause then you won't stop and think after the first season.
0: Yeah, the only thing I don't like is I do I feel like maybe from a viewership perspective some of their leaning on like the fear that Loki has of the one who he who remains. It makes more sense to us as an audience after we've seen Kang and Quantumania. Uh it makes Victor Timely a little more I think imposing. But I think
1: you could even watch Quantumania before you do any of Loki and have that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. It certainly would play with it in a different way, yeah.
1: I don't feel like you need Loki introduction to Kane to approach him differently in Quantumania.
0: Or maybe Disney will go back and replace his face digitally with somebody else by the time that that child watches the MCU. We'll see. That would be great. (laughs) This is a side note. Again, as much as I am... Appalled by the things that are Claimed that Jonathan Majors does to people He's so Good like even in this yeah. episode He's just he's a, he's an Incredible actor maybe, maybe Slash probably a bad person But also Really good at his job because people can do both At the same time so Yes definitely Alright I think that wraps Loki Thanks for listening to this episode Thanks for listening we'll see you guys next time